Hey, Anna, remember that time the Rugrats taught me about Hanukkah? podcast. I'm your host, Anna Webb. And I'm your host, Amanda Webb. This is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all of their favorite moments in history. And this week, we're going to learn all about Hanukkah. Yay! One of my favorite wintertime holidays. Yes, and it's the last of our holiday episodes. Our whole two holiday episodes. (laughs) We love a theme. Yes, we sure do. You know what else we love? Hmm. A drink update. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i am drinking some hot chocolate made mm. with oat milk mm, that sounds really good i wish pretty i were good. drinking some hot chocolate with oat milk <laughs> it's pretty good it's i'm not totally used to the oat milk thing yet right um in terms of making my own beverages like i get it in beverages when i go places and they, like, um, know how much to put in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It doesn't combine super well. So it kind of just tastes like I'm drinking uh, warm chocolatey milk. Sure. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what hot chocolate is if you make it, it with it, milk anyway. It really is just that. Yeah. But it's good. I'm drinking water. Yeah. Classic. I'm so surprised. Love that for me. <laughs> well, are we ready to get into this episode then? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Um, I will say before we get started, my wonderful friend Kayla James, uh, who is Jewish and celebrates Hanukkah with her family, fact-checked my notes for me, which I really appreciate, and mm-hmm. also sat down with me to tell me about what her and her family do for Hanukkah. So you're going to hear about that a little bit later in the episode. So shout out to Kayla for being awesome. I appreciate her. Yeah, thanks, Carl. All right. So... In around 200 BCE, the king Antiochus III of Syria is at war with King Ptolemy of Egypt over the possession of Israel. We gotta go way on back for this one. (laughs) It is an ancient holiday. Yes. I think I have now taken the crown for oldest history. Ooh, yeah. What was it before? It was, I think, like the 1300s, I think. Because yeah, it was I can't remember Vlad. Which episode that was. It was Vlad. Oh, it was Vlad, yes. I'm yeah, okay, I am before the common era, so I you think have, that I take the cake. You have surpassed me, oh boy. <laughs> okay. Also, because this is BCE, it will seem like the dates are going backwards, but they're not. <laughs> right, right. They are going forwards. Right. So Antiochus the third wins. I will say the third every time because there will be another Antiochus later okay. and I don't want to get it twisted. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> yes. So Antiochus the third wins the war and takes possession of Israel. Early in his rule over Israel, he allows the Jewish people that are now living in his empire a lot of religious freedom. So he's not too strict with them when they first start living under his rule. Hmm. However, <laughs> after a lost war with the Romans, Antiochus III starts taxing the Jewish citizens to pay back his debts to Rome, and it all goes downhill from there. Was this the original taxation without representation? Oh, dang, it might be. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't say original because the Jewish people at this point have been invaded several times and have Fair. probably okay. been taxed without representation. I would say yes. that is... 
a thing that has happened, originally happened to Jewish people. There you go. Okay. I would say. (laughs) Because I don't, you know, who knows? Right. So around 168 or 167 BCE, I saw different things in different sources, but, you know, around then. I also couldn't say the 160s because that sounded wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's not act like it's not standard for us to not know the exact date of something. That is true. (laughs) Um... But around this time, Antiochus III dies, and his son Antiochus IV takes over mm. as king. Of course. And now this dude is just going to be Antiochus. <laughs> okay. I will drop the number. I just didn't want us to confuse them. Sure. The new one is the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he outlaws Judaism. So oh. he d- does things like banning, observing the Sabbath. Um, he bans circumcision. He restricts their dietary laws. So he like forces How? them. How? I don't know. Like I guess How if you do got you enforce that caught eating something that not you like weren't supposed not? to be eating, you would get put to death. I guess I can understand how you would enforce outlawing things that you do eat. But the Jewish people also have dietary practices for things they don't eat. Yeah, so I don't they know how made them eat that. stuff that they their how, dietary how laws. How do like, you enforce that? You can't force with penalty to, of like, death. That's how it, it was. Like if you don't do this, we will kill you. And okay. a lot of people died but, because of that. I understand, but it's just like I'm in my I'm in my home having dinner. No, let's say no pork is involved. This guy is like, uh, no, there has to be pork. What is wrong with you? Like, why? Yeah. Why? How? It's I terrible. <sighs> yeah, it's ridiculous it and terrible. Make any sense? Yeah. I mean, none of it is good, good, and none yeah. of it makes sense. But it's just like that one in particular. It's like really, like, why do you care what people eat or don't eat? I don't understand. Yeah. And he also orders the Jews to worship Greek gods. It's a part of the overall banning of Judaism. Yeah, it's rough. So he raids Jerusalem. He sacks the city, uh, kills thousands of its citizens, and desecrates the second temple. And he erects an altar to Zeus and sacrifices pigs in the temple. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, bad. It's really bad and terrible. Oh, God. Uh-huh. That's not even just... I'm going to, like, take over your space. It's, I'm going to take over your space and then ruin it. Yeah. Purposefully. Mm-hmm. Because, oh. like, at this point, Israel had been taken over before, as had Jerusalem. The reason it's the second temple is because the first temple was destroyed. Was destroyed. So, like, the f- at least they just destroyed the first temple. This f- fool was like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to be terrible. Ugh. Yeah, it's awful. That's how I feel about this guy. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So at this time, the Jewish people are also experiencing a lot of internal content conflict. Why did I? What's happening? To me? I don't know. Anyway, um, so because they had been living in Syria for so long, a lot of Jews had started adopting Greek and Syrian ways of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those was like worshiping idols and being okay with that. So these people became known as the Hellenistic Jews, and mm-hmm. there was some conflict within the Jewish faith between those groups of people. Sure. So in 166 BCE, it's really weird to not say like 16. It's weird to say just flat out be a hundred number. In 166. Wait. 
Yes. So in 166, not 166, uh, BCE, Mattathias, I believe is how you say his name. That sounds right to me. Um, a Jewish priest is ordered by one of Antiochus's men to make sacrifices to a Greek god. Uh, when he refuses, a Hellenistic Jew approaches the altar to make a sacri- to make the sacrifice. Uh, Mattathias kills the man, and with the help of his five sons and some other men, they kill or chase away the rest of Antiochus's men, and they destroy the altar that they built. So this is the beginning of the rebellion that Mattathias and his sons fight against Antiochus. Whew, a lot just happened in that one section. Of- section, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm keeping up. <laughs> All right. So uh, they run the rebellion for a little bit, but pretty short, like pretty quickly into it, Mattathias dies and his son Judah takes over and he becomes known as Judah Maccabee. Okay, that's a name I know. Yes. Sis, do you know what Maccabee means? Don't look no. at my notes. No, I don't. You don't? Have, have you heard anything? Because there are a couple uh, of different things. I'm sure that I have. If so, it's been quite a long time. Have you heard that it means the hammer? Yes. That's what most people hear. Here is, here is a thing that I found on a website called Habad.org, which I got a lot of my information from. This is a okay. Jewish-run site, and they had pretty good history, so... This is this is from them. Um, perhaps the best known explanation is that the word Maccabee is composed of the initial letters of a verse the Jewish people sang after God split the sea. And I can't say the phrase in Hebrew, but the phrase means who is like you among the mighty, O God. So, so it's like an acronym. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, you hear that his name means who is like you, O God. Okay. But here's another explanation. This is where we get the hammer from. Some explain that the word Maccabee is related to the Greek word meaning strong or fighter, okay. which is what I had heard is that yeah. that the hammer came from the Greek word that his name was derived from. That's sounding more familiar as yeah. something I've heard before. Yeah. Others explain that it comes from the Hebrew word for hammer, either because Judah was the hammer, the of, hammer God, of God. Yes. Okay, that I've heard. I really like this, or that his feature somewhat resembled that of a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> or because his earlier occupation was that of a blacksmith. So there's a lot of reasons. His name is confused. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, I like. I really like the one that he just looked like a hammer. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I've never thought to describe someone as looking like any sort of <laughs> tool, carpentry tool. Yeah. Like, what does that guy look like to you? It's a funny hammer. to me that that was even recorded at all because the that's hammer so of God funny. makes so much sense that it's like, why would you say anything else? That's so funny. Yeah, it's really funny. He lo- <laughs> I'm going to think about that. That's going to be my new, like, um, but I'm like, man, that guy looks like a real hammer. <laughs> Doesn't like, look like a tool. Looks like a hammer. features look like a hammer. <laughs> How does one resemble a hammer? I don't know. I don't and, know. And if one could resemble a hammer, could one also resemble something else? Like, say, the nail? Or, um, like a saw? <laughs> oh, you know? a saw is troubling. Yeah, oh, yeah. How would one look like a saw? I don't love well, that. how would one look like a hammer, Amanda? This this is what I'm saying. My guess would be that it's, like, 
hard features. Is that you know uh, what I mean? But like also like what? That seems like that seems like you're making excuses for the people who went. That person physically looks like the <laughs> hammer I use to nail my pieces of wood together. Sure, like that's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. And it's I very love strange. It a lot. Very strange. <laughs> so anyway, back to Hanukkah. <laughs> I've derailed us. I'm so sorry. Maybe I could use um, a hammer to put us back together. Oh again. my god. So in uh, 165 BCE, man, that is just difficult. My brain does not like it. Uh, The rebellion successfully drives the Syrians out of Jerusalem and the Jews are able to rededicate the temple. So here's how that goes. Okay. (laughs) The Maccabees and their followers clear all of the Syrian idols out of the temple. They rebuild the altar and they prepare to rededicate the temple. When they go to light the menorah which is uh, the Hebrew word for lamp. It's like a candelabra that they have. Yes. Um, They discover they only have enough pure, untainted olive oil that is sealed by the high priest to be able to burn the menorah for one day. Miraculously, the lights burned for eight days, which was the amount of time it took to make more oil for the menorah. Uh, This is, the Jewish people took this as, uh, took this miracle as a sign that they had regained God's favor. And the Jewish sages declared that an eight-day festival to remember the miracle should begin on the 25th of the month of Kislev, which is a month in the uh, Jewish calendar. Yes. I learned all of that from the Nickelodeon cartoon, The Rograt. Heck yeah, man. Man, let me tell Two you different something. episodes. Okay. They did two different Hanukkah episodes. And okay, they were both the, fantastic. The original one is so... So good. It's so good. That I don't I don't celebrate Hanukkah. I watch that episode like during the holiday season. Yeah. Every chance I get. It's really good. It's so good. It's, like, it's just a good episode of like a cartoon, but it's mm-hmm. also like that taught me some stuff. I mean, it obviously wasn't perfect. It's a cartoon, but I learned a lot from it. Same. Same. And it was also, I think, one of the first times that at least people my age at the time, like, saw a Jewish family on TV, even though it was just a cartoon. Yeah. But, like, I saw it when I was really little, so it was certainly the first time I had seen it. And I was like, oh, okay, I get this. Yeah. I get this now. Yeah, it's very cool. Rugrats. Man, that show was good. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) So this is something that Kayla told me, that there's some, like – discrepancy she's heard this both ways and so uh, different people believe different things as to whether the oil actually burned for eight days like one day's worth of oil actually burned for eight days or if it was that the well of oil was miraculously replenished for eight days oh you know you see the difference in that yeah yes so like different people and different families believe different things but she said she's heard that both ways and they're not there's not like one way that like everyone believes that that's how the miracle happened i see you know that makes sense to me yeah Yeah. i've heard it both ways so (laughs) oh wow oh my gosh was that our first psych reference it might have been who are we (laughs) i don't know how's it taken this great show (laughs) it's a great show I don't anyway. know. I feel like we we have to have referenced Psych before. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so most of this story of the miracle of the light 
uh, comes from the books of Maccabees, which are, I guess, supplemental books to, like, the Bible and the Torah and things like that. I hear a couple quotes I read while I was doing my research. Some modern scholars argue that the king was intervening in an internal civil war between the Maccabean Jews and the Hellenized Jews in Jerusalem. So some people believe that the the fighting was actually a civil war and not this like rebellion versus the Syrian oh. kingdom. Um, but also then like, why would he have destroyed the temple in the first place? And why would they rise up to defeat them to get the temple back if they had not been fighting against the Syrians? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. doesn't mean that there wasn't also a civil war going on, but you know, sure. Um, and then this says Jewish scholars have also suggested that the first Hanukkah may have been a belated celebration of Sukkot, which the Jewish, the, which the Jews had not had the chance to observe during the Maccabean revolt. So one oh, of, okay. one of the Jewish religion's most important holidays, Sukkot consi- consists of seven days of feasting, prayer, and festivities. So it's possible that the original celebration was a delayed celebration. They were celebrating a different holiday and then it turned into a new holiday for them. Right. That's interesting. It is very interesting that the delay, that they paired the celebration of that delayed holiday with this like miracle and made a new holiday, you know? Well, that the, the, their ability to celebrate this delayed holiday was such an a significant point because of this miracle yeah that it became its own holiday yeah it's very interesting it's very interesting Mm -hmm. that's interesting but because all of this happened so long ago we have no way of knowing for sure Sure. but what we have is the texts and um traditions of the jewish faith that have told us these things you know yeah a lot of oral history a lot of oral history and that's so like that's what we got to work with and so different people think different things but what we will never know because of how long ago it occurred and the manner of the traditions and you know Mm -hmm. all that Mm -hmm. so here's a little bit about hanukkah and the traditions involved and the like way it is celebrated and all of that stuff now that we have the history of it So Hanukkah is not a Sabbath-like holiday like some of the other holidays in the Jewish calendar. So Jewish people do not have to refrain from work during the holiday like they have to do with other ones. Um, It's actually a relatively minor holiday in the Jewish calendar. Compared to other Jewish holidays, it's like, whatever, you know? (laughs) Like the reason not... I think people make that assumption because it's celebrated around the same time as Christmas. Yes, that's and, what it is. And in yeah. the Christian tradition, Christmas is like our main holiday. We got two. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, but that, you know, it's like, that's kind of the big one. Yeah. And it, then Easter, I think, would be, I would call it secondary to Christmas, but mm-hmm. not by much. But because we live in a society that's like, <laughs> let's view everything through our lens. Yeah. People just always made the assumption that because it happened in the winter time, it must be the same. It happened around the same time, so it must be of the same significance. And it's like, well, it's not really, but no, No. it doesn't make it any less of a great holiday. Yeah, it's just different. The scale is not what people believe it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is another quote that I got from Chabad.org. Uh, It says, at the heart of the festival is the nightly menorah lighting. The menorah holds nine flames, one of which is the 
shamash, which is the attendant, uh, which is used to kindle the other eight lights. On the first center one, right? Yeah, that's the center one. Right. On the first night, we light just one flame. On the second night, an additional flame is lit. By the eighth night of Hanukkah, all eight lights are kindled. Special blessings are recited, often to a traditional melody, before the menorah is lit, and traditional songs are sung afterwards. The candles are usually lit at sundown and are meant to burn for at least a half an hour after it gets dark. But most people let them burn for longer or let them burn out before, sure. you know. All right, another quiz. Okay. Do you know the difference between a menorah and a Hanukkah? No. You do not. In fact, I've, I've rarely heard the Hanukkah referenced. I've heard it. I know that it is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not something I hear a lot about. They are different, but they are not that different. Because okay. <laughs> essentially a Hanukkah is a Hanukkah menorah. But they are, there are differences between them. Oh, so okay. like I said before, menorah is the Hebrew word for lamp. It has seven branches because seven is a holy number. So it was, you know, in their temples, they burned uh, the menorah. It has seven branches because that's a whole and holy number. Um, and it's lit indoors. The Hanukkah is a Hanukkah menorah and it has nine branches. I see. Yes. yes. Okay, so the the menorah existed pre-Hanukkah. Yes. And then once they began the tradition that you just talked about, where they light the center candle and then use that to light the others, Mm -hmm. they made what is essentially a new version of Of the menorah for Hanukkah. Okay. Because originally, when they cleansed the temple, they lit a menorah. Right. Which only has seven branches, but in order to celebrate the eight nights, there is a special... Hanukkah menorah. I see. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes. I never do that. Yeah. Okay. I learned that because a long time ago because one of my best friends in high school was Jewish. And so yes. for at least one night of Hanukkah every year, she invited all of her friends over yeah, to do Hanukkah to with her family. Celebrate with her. So I did that for a long time for like almost all of high school. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she she taught us that, the difference between those two things when we would go um, do Hanukkah with her family. Uh, I, I found this, which I thought was interesting and didn't know before, and like now I'm like, duh, of course. Um, the Hanukkah is meant to be lit outdoors, or at least at the front of a house by a doorway or window facing the street. Because the so point of see it. Hanukkah is to, for lack of a better word, advertise the miracle. To, like, show people the miracle and so that everyone can know. So they're, it, it's meant to be lit outdoors, but that uh, tradition has fallen away over the years. Sure. So now it's supposed to be, like, at the front of the house or in the room where everyone will be during the celebration so that it can be seen by mm-hmm. everyone. Which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Hanukkah miracle involved oil, Jewish people eat fried foods like latkes or donuts during Hanukkah. I love that. Yeah, that's great. It's so good. An oil-based miracle? Let's eat fried foods. Like, <laughs> yes, you got it right on the seems, first go. <laughs> seems like an American ideal. But. Yeah, but it's so good. Yeah. I love, like, few things in the world more than I love latkes and applesauce. Mm, so good. Latkes and applesauce. Some so people eat them with good. sour cream. Mm, I eat them with applesauce, man. Yeah. So good. I love latkes and applesauce. Also, I always... The it always makes me think of that episode of Avatar where they're like, 
And now we will celebrate a new Avatar day and we will eat unfried dough to celebrate the time that you were not boiled in oil. (laughs) That That is a specific reference. Yeah. (laughs) That only some of our listeners will probably understand. But I think of it every time. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about dreidel. I did make it out of clay. (laughs) Of course. Of course. I love the dreidel. I love playing dreidel. Have you ever played dreidel, sis? No. It's, oh, it's the best. I have literally two dreidels in my room. Why is that? I don't know, but I have two. Um, so the dreidel is a four-sided top with the Hebrew letters Nun, Gimel, Hey, and Shin written on each side. These letters are the beginning letters of each word of a Hebrew phrase that means a great miracle happened here. Or there, sorry. Oh. Yeah. I, again, cannot pronounce the Hebrew, but each of the words starts with one of those letters. Yeah. So here is how you play dreidel, if you want to play dreidel. (laughs) You make a pot out of anything, like a gambling pot out of anything. Mm -hmm. So chocolate, nuts, money, like whatever you have on hand. Each player spins the top. If you land on none, you get nothing. If you land on gimel, you get the whole pot. If you land on hay, you get half the pot. And if you land on shin, you have to put one of your, like, chocolate nut coin, whatever, into the pot. Okay. And you basically just play until you run out, or you make sure you never run out so you can just play for as long as you want, basically, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's very fun, and I love it. <laughs> so Hanukkah gelt is money that is given to children as gifts during Hanukkah. Uh, okay. Often the children are encouraged to give some portion of that money that they receive to charities. So it's like a par- it's like a reward for their hard work in the year and they're encouraged to share what they give. Sure, that makes sense. Gifts were not traditionally associated with Hanukkah besides the Hanukkah gelt. Yes, um, I've heard that. Yeah, but because of its close proximity to Christmas, parents often give their children gifts as part of the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's about it. That's all I have on Hanukkah. Um, it's a great holiday. It's a great holiday. I like. I th- it, I was very lucky to have a friend who wanted like all of her Christian friends to understand yeah. the holiday and um to want to like share it with us. So I was very lucky to get to like actually celebrate it for many many years. Yeah, I was always jealous that you got to celebrate Hanukkah every year because I didn't have anybody like that in my life. And I like Hanukkah. Like, I would love to be part of a Hanukkah celebration Mm -hmm. just um, to, like, understand it better. And I just think it's, like, a really beautiful holiday. It is a really beautiful holiday. Yeah, like, her parents would make us food and, you know, latkes and matzo ball soup and all that good stuff. And Also didn't hurt that they were that particular family. Was well off. So yes. you probably got like a lot of food. Yeah, we got good food. Um, And they did the candle lighting with us and like recited the blessings. This same friend also invited me to her bat mitzvah and both of her brother's bar mitzvahs. So I got to experience the liturgy with yeah, that cool. a couple times too, which was like really cool. That's um, cool. I can only imagine like how beautiful like their house was with the candles because they had a beautiful mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. they had um basically a trish- christmas tree that they decorated with hanukkah decorations right. which a lot of people refer to as a hanukkah bush right which i love i love that so much 
Man, I would have loved to just put lights all over that house. I'm getting distracted. Um, <laughs> it's just a really pretty house. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really cool holiday. I was very lucky to get to um, experience it firsthand for many years, which I really, really appreciate now that that was something I got to do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, should we hear how how Kayla experienced Yes. Kayla? Yes. Uh, I'm going to s- send you guys over to past me. Talking to my friend Kayla about how her and her family celebrate Hanukkah. So, enjoy. Hello, listeners. Um, Pardon the interruption of our normal flow of things here at Remember That Time. But I have uh, a very special guest and a special little interview that I wanted to include in this episode. So with me, I have my friend Kayla James. Hi. Hi, Kayla. Thank you so much for being with me. Um, Kayla is Jewish and celebrates Hanukkah um, and has taught me a lot about Hanukkah and a lot about Jewish holidays. Um, And I really wanted to have Kayla on for the whole episode, but our schedules conflicted unfortunately so um i was very lucky to get to we're gonna sit down here for a second and uh kayla's gonna tell us a little bit about how she and her family celebrate hanukkah so you guys can get a firsthand experience from a jewish person who actually celebrates hanukkah so tell us tell us about how you and your family celebrate so my family um we have gotten progressively more like jewish as years (laughs) go by yeah yeah because um the original thought was that we don't want to force the kids, the younger kids, to go into any sort of uh, religion. One way or the other. Until sure. they feel more comfortable with what they want to do. Right. So um, the past couple of years, actually, since all of them are um, over the age of 10, we've actually become, like, super... Cool. That's super, cool. Now that everybody has some um, autonomy in it, like, can yeah. make their own decisions about what they want to celebrate. That's cool. So normally what happens is also the kids um, really like the idea of like cultural Christmas. Right, right, right. So typically what we, we do the Hanukkah bush yeah. things. So <laughs> yes, of course. And we'll, and we'll decorate it in like silver and blue and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we give smaller, pre- smaller uh, Jewish presents around Hanukkah and right. then Christmas, especially since Christmas uh, this year in 2019 falls in the middle of Hanukkah. Okay, which it sometimes does and sometimes doesn't. No. Yeah. And so um, that's going to be one of the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But um, typically what happens is now that the kids are older, we have a time during the night where we dedicate towards lighting the menorah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it either becomes one child gets to light all of the candles mm-hmm. that night or depending on how many candles we have, a child takes a turn to light each, each candle. I read somewhere in my research, this always happens to me, I read too many things and they all <laughs> model together, that like traditionally in some families they only have the males yes. light the candles. Yeah. So um, we're a reform family, which okay. means that we're one of the more liberal right, right, right. sides of Judaism. So typically uh, the children, we let the kids light them. Mm-hmm. So even for uh, Shabbat, we'll have four candles yeah um and there'll be two on one side of the table two on the other and then the kids will light their own candle right um and typically either the children will say the blessing Mm -hmm. or we as a family will say the blessing or my stepmother will actually say the blessing so it's it's very rare even though my father is the one who brought judaism to our family Mm -hmm. it's very rare for him to actually that's really interesting like do do the stuff yeah yeah. could you break us off with a little bit of a blessing in hebrew and tell us what it means uh so 
let me make sure that I remember. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Typically, I have a guide because my Hebrew is not great. <laughs> all the younger siblings had the opportunity to go to Hebrew school because right. when we moved, we moved closer to, an, to a synagogue. So my Hebrew is mostly just what I found on YouTube. Sure, and sure. Like, <laughs> what if you remember from how they... Mm-hmm. So it's... Borekata Adonai Elohim Malak Kalom. Okay, what does that mean? So it's, uh, blessed are you, Lord our God, sovereign of the universe, who has blessed us with the commandments and commanded us to light the candles of Shabbat. Cool. Or no, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, so do you say that every night? Yes. Okay. And then I think on the first night there is a special blessing that you start with. Sure. Do not know that one. That's fine. <laughs> um, typically, I will find, I will find like a source um, because a lot of a lot of times um, we don't really trust ourselves with Hebrew. Sure. Since the only ones who know it are my father, who has who is begrudging in terms of speaking it, <laughs> and um, the three younger children. Sure. So even though we all like to do that <laughs> Jewish thing, it it kind of becomes uh, rocky. Right, right, right. But uh, so that's the lighting of the candles. Yes, and then typically what will happen then is um, you'll leave them somewhere visible, mm-hmm. uh, or where everybody is congregating. Sure. Until they burn out. Um, Hanukkah candles. If you get good Hanukkah candles. They are designed to be very, very skinny, so mm-hmm. they have a short burn time. Mm-hmm. So typically the Hanukkah candles that we get uh, burn for about an hour. Okay. So so do you light at sundown and let them burn after? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Typically we will set them, um, we have one of those like dining room, uh, like open floor plans sure. for like dining room, kitchen. So there's like an island that we have and when we set them on the island, mm-hmm. they burn right there. And then typically we'll either... Uh, watch a movie or hang out or something like that um we play dreidel a lot yes absolutely there's five of us children and we're all very competitive that's incredibly fun the more people you have that is more fun so um my my brother who's the the middle child Mm -hmm. the only son god bless him (laughs) um is outrageously good at it Mm -hmm. so which is so funny because it is a luck-based game and yet some people are so good at it (laughs) he's just so very lucky like he'll he'll, he's constantly um like getting uh gimel or hay or Uh something like that it's very rare and if he he very rarely gets shin he usually if anything bad Uh quote-unquote happens to him it's usually he gets none yeah so it it cracks me up because all of us are usually like, Ryan, what do you, gosh. Yeah. And then he'll end up with the whole pot. But, so what do you guys usually put in the pot? Um, it depends. Sometimes we'll spring for uh, the chocolate coins. Chocolate gimel? Yeah. yeah. Um, gelt? Gelt. Gelt. I'm wrong. <laughs> You're fine. Um, and... Uh, I was thinking about dreidel. <laughs> Dude, I think about dreidel all the time this, <laughs> this time of year. We played um, a lot of dreidel the other night. We did. <laughs> With nothing. We had no pot. We, we were just spinning off and seeing who won. <laughs> um, typically, also, so we can keep the game lasting longer, what we'll do is um, instead of doing like Gimel and taking all of it and ending the game, we'll leave one. 
left in the pot, so sure. it just keeps continuing. Keeps going. Um, so then when people have to put some in, it mm-hmm. raises the stakes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's always really funny because uh, sometimes there's the, the girls, the younger girls, sometimes they'll argue and they'll be like, no, like, we get this much, whatever. Because um, when you get hay, you have to split it in half. Yeah. Um, but what if there's an odd number? Uh. So, whenever they're losing, they want you to split it <laughs> to, the, to, the to the lower. Yeah. And whenever they're winning, they're like, oh, I'll just take eight out of don't, this. Don't even worry about 15. it. <laughs> so, it's it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually um, this, the gifts that we get for Hanukkah are smaller gifts. So, for instance... Um, Last year for for uh, Hanukkah, I got a Cards Against Humanity extension pack. Sure. <laughs> um, it was just called the Jew pack. <laughs> that is my favorite Cards Against Humanity pack. <laughs> it's, it's really beautiful. Um, I usually get Hanukkah-styled socks. Okay, yeah. Yes. Which you've probably seen me. I absolutely have. Wear multiple times. Um, and then it's just, it's honestly one of those holidays that kind of makes you step back personally for myself and kind of remember how many times people have tried to kill Jews. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And the history of the holiday is one of those times. Like, one of those many, many times. It, and it's such, like, a twofold holiday because it's it's both about, like, the, the miracle of this small Jewish army beating big Syrian army. Yeah, yeah. The, like... I don't know how they didn't die. Right. Except for, you know, God. Um, <laughs> I love that. Continue. Um, whereas the second half is, of course, the, the oil. Yeah. Um, so it's like big miracle, small miracle. Yeah. Like it's, and it's, it's, it's weird because like most holidays that revolve around a miracle are just kind of... Yeah, yeah. You know, this one you sort of sit in and you think about it. Yeah, yeah. like how they, I guess if you want to, I'm going to be a little religious here. That's fine. Um, If you want to think about how God not only saw these people suffering mm-hmm. and how um, he was like, well, yeah, I got to help my boys out. I got to, you know, got to <laughs> help, help out. my boys out. <laughs> got to help the Maccabees. Yeah. Um, and then when the Maccabees, they finally got to the temple and they were cleaning it up, doing the thing. When they got there and they're like, oh my god, we can't even keep this this myth's vote. We can't even keep these candles burning. Like, like the how- like after all of that suffering and all the work it took to clean up the temple, oh my god, we can't even keep our candles burning. Yeah, yeah, because we just don't have enough oil and God was like, listen, I got you. Mm-hmm. Um and I think to that it just it shows that even it's it's kind of a reminder that like God is there for you and God will will give you miracles for these big battles mm-hmm. and then these small frustrations. Yeah. Yeah. Or these small I guess inconveniences mm-hmm. because um it's the idea that like you want to keep what God asked you to do. Like the Maccabees like the reason it was so important is because of it's uh one of the things that God has asked them to do for the temple and they're like I can't do it and God's like but I can. <laughs> yeah, like, I can do it. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was very important that they also were not um, taking advantage mm-hmm. of God's kindness. Because, like, the entire time when they were, like, they were, like, oh, man, we're going to run out. And then it replenished the next day or it mm-hmm. continued the next day. 
um, they were still already working on the oil. They weren't just going to rely on God to keep the oil going. They were. They like, started work immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of it's. So since oil is such an important part of the holiday, yeah, latkes, latkes. <laughs> I love latkes. <laughs> like all I care about is latkes and applesauce. It's the greatest. <laughs> it's always really funny because um, my my stepmom is mm. kind of like the unofficial cook in yeah. our family, and it's not even like a gender thing. It's just because like my dad is lazy. Yeah, God bless him. Um, and she goes through so many potatoes <laughs> during, during this Hanukkah. time yeah. um but there will be times where they'll send me a picture of like all of the latkes that they've made and yeah. she will just make a huge old batch mm-hmm. at the beginning and then just do her best to like keep them in the fridge or right. something like that um instead of making them every day yeah but yes oil yes <laughs> back to oil <laughs> so typically we like make latkes because they're oil fried. based yeah um, people will also eat donuts, mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard to distinguish yeah. the donuts between when we normally eat donuts in my family. Um, <laughs> Valid. <laughs> so that's always fun. It's really disappointing, especially now that I'm in college, to be here and then go back yeah. and then um, be like, all right, I'm ready for some more cause, and then they're like, we ate them all last night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> had the last two last night. We had to cut mm-hmm. it between the five of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... What day does Hanukkah start this year? Uh, so it starts the 20th, which I believe is okay. that Friday. So when this episode comes out, it will be Hanukkah. Because it'll come out on the 23rd of December. So we yeah. will be celebrating Hanukkah yeah. when this episode comes out. So happy Hanukkah, everyone. <laughs> um, happy Hanukkah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me about what you and your family do. Uh, I really appreciate getting the perspective of an actual Jewish person because as much as I love like telling diverse histories, it is always better and more important when it comes from the people whose history it is. Um, And so I really appreciate you um, coming and talking to us and checking on my notes for me. Like, it's great. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you doing this podcast. Yeah. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, So do you have anything you want to plug before we go? No. Okay. Um, just be nice people. Uh-huh. Uh, remember that anti-Semitism still exists. Yep. <laughs> and that we should be fighting against it, mm-hmm. especially uh, during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, can people find you on the internet? They probably can. Um, I'm on Twitter being loud and proud <laughs> at that underscore sassy underscore Jew. God bless. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's... That's normally where you'll find me being political unless you find me on Facebook. Great. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. So now we'll uh, head back into your regularly scheduled podcast. Heck yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah. I Listen, I could talk about latkes all day, <laughs> first of all. Yes. We already mentioned that we love latkes. Yes. Man, they're good. Yeah. Um, I liked hearing her talk about, like, because um, her whole family isn't Jewish, from what I understand. Yes, right? no, her, her whole family. Is. Her dad is. Um, I think. Oh, I. She has told me her situation many times before. And I think her stepmom is not. Is not. And I know that her grandmother is not because I know she does like Christmas stuff with her grandmother a lot. But she okay. has grown up pretty exclusively Jewish. Right. So it's interesting to me how like she didn't go to Hebrew school and she doesn't know Hebrew, but like her younger siblings do. And yeah. Her dad does. Um, I just thought, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I really enjoyed her talking about like 
what her religious perspective on the meaning yes. of the holiday is. Yeah. Because, like, I know mine for Christmas, and I know other Christian people's uh, views of what Christmas means to them, and I really appreciated her sharing, like, why that holiday is important and ha- what it means to her religiously. And how her religious experience of it differs from from others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and every family celebrates it differently. And, um, you know, even though the traditions are largely the same and they go on from different, you know, from person to person and family to family, I appreciated her giving us her perspective on it and what it's like for her. I always really appreciate getting, like, firsthand accounts of mm-hmm. of people from the cultures that, like, we talk about on this podcast. Sometimes we don't get to do that. And I was uh, felt very lucky to have a friend who was willing to sit down, take the time to check my notes for me and then sit down and talk to me about um, how she does it. I thought that was very cool. I f- feel very lucky that she came on and talked to us. Yeah, that was very nice of her to do that. Very gracious of her yes. to come on the podcast. Um, sorry that we didn't all get to record it together. Yes, um, but I recorded uh, it at like 10 p.m. and sis was going to bed. So. I was asleep. Uh, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an old, so I was asleep. <laughs> um so we so we appreciate kayla doing that for us yeah and um we appreciate all of you for listening we hope you enjoyed these holiday episodes yeah we enjoyed making them except for that time that the kwanzaa episode tried to kill us but it's fine (sighs) the recording was not good um (laughs) but you know it's fine it's fine um so we'll try to think of something different to do for next holiday yeah um but the next episode is going to be the first of the new year. Yes. The first of 2020. Yes, indeed. I think I know what it's going to be about, but I'm not going to say it in case I change my mind. That's valid. Uh, <laughs> um, so look forward to that. And um, we hope you all have happy holidays if you're celebrating any holidays. Yes. Uh, when this episode comes out, it will be Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah, everyone. Yes. And it'll also be the week of Christmas. So Merry and, Christmas, everyone. And Kwanzaa. And happy Kwanzaa. Um, so if you celebrate any of those, if you're celebrating any winter holidays, we hope you're enjoying your holidays. And if not, we just hope you're enjoying the, the winter times and the end of the year. Yeah. It's happening um if you have suggestions for things you'd like to hear us talk about um in the new year of podcasts or if you have questions or comments etc etc you can email us at remember that pod at gmail.com um you can also find us on twitter at rtt pod um and hey if you have time why don't you just give us a little review and rating on itunes yeah and uh maybe share the podcast with your friends that would be great um, if you want to find me on the internet, I am at the real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. Well, we'll see you in 2020, guys. Yeah. Have a happy holiday season. Have we will see you in the new year. And until next time. Remember that time. <laughs>